Hello and welcome to More Like Guidelines. I am your host, but today not your game leader, Jessica Crimes, she, her. From our usual cast, I am joined today by... Uh, I'm Candle, they, them, and I play Ask You on uh, the Guidelines podcast. I'm Jester, they, Z, uh, I play Instance on uh, the Biocar part of this podcast. And we are joined by a very special guest from the <laughs> role-playing public radio podcast and other works. We're joined by Ross. Hi. Uh, yeah, it's Ross Payne with Role-Playing Public Radio. Uh, I do normally an announcer voice when I start the podcast, but I'm, I'll, I'll <laughs> bet. Hey, it's Ross Payne. Yeah, I, I won't do that. Ross, it is an absolute pleasure to have you here. Would you like to tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about Role-Playing Public Radio? Uh, yeah, uh, role-playing public radio and RPP actual play, um, uh, our tabletop RPG podcast. I started them in 2007 or eight now. I don't remember. I think 2007. Um, and yeah, we do, we do a mix of, uh, mostly discussion, uh, discussion, you know, advice for people playing and running games. And then of course, actual plays it's weekly. Um, right now we're doing blades in the dark, uh, as our main campaign alternating with one shots. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's kind of just like role-playing games in general. Uh, we, we started out doing fourth ed D and D and now we're moving on focusing more, much more on indie smaller. Well, you know, Everything smaller compared to D&D. But yeah, yeah, the links will be in the show notes, I'm sure. So Absolutely. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, then it's because we do everything but D&D. So you should really, <laughs> really go check out RPPR to broaden your horizons. So I mentioned at the top of the show that in a, a, a change of pace that I can work with, I'm not running the game today. <laughs> that yep. honor, that privilege is being handed over to Candle. Hello. Uh, yes. Uh, first, I'd like to start by asking, are all three of you familiar with or have played the Witcher video game series? I've even read some of the books because I'm a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I played the Witcher 3. Okay. Jester? Um... So I watched the TV show, but I have friends who actually have good taste and have played the games. I just haven't played them. Okay, that's that's fine. As long as we're all familiar with the franchise. Oh, yeah. We are going to be playing today uh, Witcher, one-page TTRPG, which is an unofficial hack of Honey Heist by Grant Howitt. This hack uh, is brought to us by Catherine Moy, whose Twitter is at cat underscore elm, E-L-M. Um, Links in the show notes. Yep, and they have uh, graciously granted permission for us to use this unofficial hack. Um, So, first thing we're going to do is make our characters, uh, which I will uh, explain. Your name is, uh, has the structure as follows. You are A of B, the C, D. So, A is the first three letters of your first name, and the first two letters of the last thing you drank. You can go ahead and write that down or type it something. B okay. is a town you passed through once. And I'm going to go ahead and say uh, this can be a real town or a fictional town. Uh, C, a color you wear often. And D, an animal you either own 
or would like to own or maybe want to be someday. So do you all have your character names? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, you have two stats. Hmm. And fuck. Hmm is a stat uh, for anything that makes you go hmm, which if you've played the Witcher video game is usually socially based uh, or situational. Fuck is for anything that makes you go fuck, obviously, which is, uh, again, usually probably physical, violent, or misfortune based. Um, so you start with the game with six points under each of those stats. Now, uh, according to Honey Heist, uh, if you reach 12 points in either of those stats, uh, something happens to your character. Uh, if your hmm stat ever reaches 12, you are lured away by mortal desires. And if your fuck stat ever reaches 12, you lose your temper and do something terrible. Um, each of you pick one expertise. You can either be sensible, badass, or sexy. Oh, this is going to be fun to divide up. <laughs> should, should, we do, should we do one of each? Do we want to have uh, If you can agree on yourselves, which is which, yeah, sure. Shall we give Ross first dibs? Uh, sure. Uh, I'll be sensible then. Okay. Okay. Um, Jester, do you have a preference for badass or sexy? <laughs> Sorry, people are banging us on my room. Um... It's leading one way. Uh... <laughs> Just for that, Jess, I'm taking badass. You can have sexy. <laughs> Jester, of course I wanted sexy. I know you wanted sexy. <laughs> I know you wanted it. I know you wanted it. It's fine. I'm going to play this with a horrible accent. Oh, God. Because, <laughs> hey, Candle, it's about time I got yes. some revenge. <laughs> okay. Uh, you all have the following items. Um, you all have three potions. Uh, I spent some time figuring out what exactly the potions do and eventually settled on the potions do whatever I want them to do uh, according to how your roll goes when you use them. So they're just unlabeled potions? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you all have one faithful horse, which you should all name after your favorite insect. I only I only can remember one insect name, and it's that one type of wasp that um, it has, shares a name with a delicious dessert. It's like, if you uh, have a genie, don't ask for a thousand raspberry crowns, because they will probably give you the wasp and not the dessert. Okay, there's a wasp <laughs> called a raspberry crown, good to know. Yeah, I, I, like, I like that name. Um, yeah, that's that's my horse. When you do something in this game with an uncertain outcome, the only die you're going to need is a D12. Um, if the skill that uh, you are attempting to use, like if you're what if you're, what you're attempting to do is relevant to your expertise, or if you're using a potion, uh, add one D12 and choose the lowest number. We can get into the technicality of that when we actually play the game. And uh, if it's equal to or under the relevant stat, you succeed. Uh, if it's over the stat, you fail. And uh, yeah. Um, so uh, there are some changing states. Uh, winds howling is when a plan fails or if you run into difficulty and you have to move one point from hmm to fuck. There are ways to voluntarily move one point from hmm to fuck by checking your surroundings for clues making a plan, or flashing back to prepping for battle. 
And you can voluntarily move one point from fuck to hmm by chilling out. I think we should go ahead and get started. So, all three of you have been hired for a contract. Uh, you, uh, and I'm going to say, I'm going to start with Jess. Jess, what is the name of your witcher? My name's Esco. Like Tesco, but without the T. Uh, your full name, please. Esco of Castleton, the Purple Magpie. <laughs> Castleton. Okay. Okay, Esco, you are riding your horse, whose name is? Daddy Longlegs. <laughs> <laughs> please tell me it's Longlegs for short. Please tell me it's Longlegs for short, please. No, tell me it's Daddy for short, please. No. <laughs> <laughs> Come along, Daddy. <laughs> There's a good boy. We're not gonna make that. We're not gonna make it. Um, Esco of Castleton, you are riding your faithful horse, Daddy Longlegs, through the uh, blustering northern wilderness toward the subject of your contract, which, to your knowledge, is your contract and nobody else's. The contract is to discover and eliminate the threat at the heart of a mysterious festival in the depths of the ancient and wretched frozen forest to which you are now arriving. You can see the trees rearing up in the distance, and as you approach, you see another figure on horseback approaching from a different direction. Um, Ross, could you give me the name of your witcher, please? I am uh, Ross of Fort Lauderdale. The blue-bearded dragon. Can you spell that? Ross. <laughs> uh Here, I'll put it in general. No, I got it. Okay. A <laughs> A blue dragon, you said? Blue-bearded dragon. That's powerful. <laughs> it's really powerful. Uh, what is the name of your horse, Roswa? <laughs> Pleasing fungus. <laughs> Wait, what? Pleasing fungus. There's pleasing a pleasing fungus. Yep, uh, like the pleasing fungus beetle. <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Roswa. As you approach the forest, you see two other figures approaching from different directions. You have also been hired for this contract, and again, to your knowledge, this is your contract and nobody else's. Uh, uh, who hired me? Hmm? Who hired me? Is uh, it like a town or a noble? Right, you you were you were hired by a, a very um, popular nobleman named Scrumbo, the Wise, who uh, is putting out this contract because his town keep disappearing in this forest, and he wants to know why. He what he does know, and what you all know, is that there is one person who has returned. They are not themselves. And they keep babbling about a festival. That is the extent of all of your knowledge. Um, now, Roswa and Esco, as you're approaching the forest, you see approaching from another direction, Jester's Witcher. Jester, what is your witcher's name? Uh, I am Terle of Trail, the Blue Raven. Terle. How do you spell that? Uh, T-E-R-L-E. Terle of Trail? Mm-hmm. That's a city in BC. 
which I've been through. Works for me. And you are the what now? The Blue Raven. And um, what is your horse's name? Uh, my horse is named uh, Raspberry Crown, Raz for short. Amazing how none of these uh, out of context would be necessarily identifiable as insect names. Uh, okay. <laughs> so the three of you converge at a point near the very opening of the forest. And uh, if you'd like, you can have a conversation about how you all thought that this was your contract and nobody else's. Please, please, no autographs. I don't mm. think anyone wants your autograph. Did Scrumbo hire you? Did Scrumbo hire me? Yes, Scrumbo hired all of you, separately, independently, without telling anyone else that he'd hired other people. Scrumbo told me this job was mine. Scrumbo's not so wise. He's gonna put three <laughs> witchers against each other. Fuck. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, okay, so you have a series of tasks. Your first task is to brave the snowy woods to reach the festival. Um, you uh, can all spur your horses into the woods and uh, begin your journey. Um, you are looking for some way of discovering the way to the festival. You are trying to find some kind of trail or some kind of some clue that will lead you to where you need to go. Um, has it snowed recently or is it like it is snowing right snow? now? Okay, that right does now. make it harder. Uh... Fresh snowfall is a bad omen. You lot, clearly not meant to be here. I work alone. Well, actually, no. I work with my two partners. My left gun and my right gun. Because I oh, am we have guns now. Sexy. <laughs> I, would assume, I would assume that you're referring to your arms. I work with my biceps, my triceps. Or maybe my glutes. Jess doesn't know. <laughs> Turley walks away mid, like trots away mid sentence. Just spurs on. Just um, gives Raspberry Crown a little kick and just goes into the woods. Those glutes give you a tactical disadvantage. They're so dummy thick, you'll alert the enemies. <laughs> clap, clap, motherfucker! <laughs> I think we're okay. dealing with ghost clowns. I'm going to look for shards, uh, like scraps of colorful cloth. Uh, okay. uh, strategically placed against trees, you know, as the ghost clowns run through the forest. Okay, um, you know what? Roll me a d12, and since you're sensible, go ahead and add one. Okay. I got a four and a three. Uh, I rolled the second d12 because I'm being sensible. I'm looking for clues. Uh, and, yeah, so either one would succeed because they're both six. So. Okay, you succeed. Uh, you, um... Discover, as you're riding along, a series of, of colorful little ribbons hanging from the trees here and there. Uh, and they do seem, in fact, to be forming a trail. Uh, if you would like to uh, go up and investigate one. I would. You would? It is mm -hmm. a cookie with a hole through it and a ribbon tied to it. What kind of cookie? You would have to taste it and find out. What does it look like? Does it look like it? Like, do I see visible chocolate chips, macadamia nuts? Like, there like, is what, what? something it, you see dark spots on it that could be chocolate chips or raisins or something else. 
I I will uh, take my one of my mini knives out uh, and cut it from the ribbon and then sniff it. It smells like cinnamon and dirt because it has apparently been hanging out there for quite a while. Mm, fuck. <laughs> uh. Oh, right. Uh, something went right. Um, you are going to move one point from fuck to hmm. Fuck to hmm. Silent nod. Mm-hmm. So, okay. you have discovered this trail. Would you like to mm-hmm. tell your compatriots? Look, we should work together, uh, at least for now, because a third of a reward is better than, you know, three dead witchers. Fuck. I stood about... (laughs) I found a trail. I'm going this way. Mm. I stood about 12 feet away, pretending that I'm not looking or listening, with a nice big chunk of gingerbread just sticking out of my mouth. (laughs) All right. um... I've I've had a little munch. Uh, I have just you, sort of... Wait. Jess, did you bring this gingerbread with you? No, there's, you said there were biscuits on the trees. Okay. <laughs> Esco... I, did, I didn't dream that, did I? Esco, roll me a d12. Alright. Oh, no. <laughs> Apologies if this is me acting directly contrary to something we've just learned. I was quiet. No, 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 no. Not at all. But you... Go for it. Just roll a d12. That's a six. You are eating a strange cookie. Yeah. yeah it's... But it smells of cinnamon. It does, but it also smells of dirt, and when you put it into your mouth, it is extremely moldy. I look to Roswa and I say, um, why don't we get going before Esco can catch up? Let's just, we're probably better off without them. Let's just, let's just go. This is all really Esco, sexy, go ahead and move one point from hmm to fuck. <laughs> Job done. <laughs> Do I not get like advantage for being sexy doing that? It was not sexy. No! <laughs> you ate a bad sexy. cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, you are following this trail of treats. Uh, they are cookies and biscuits. Cookies and biscuits. I think there's a difference between the two hanging from trees, uh, and you are riding along, following this trail, and uh, all of a sudden, well, not all of a sudden, but the wind is picking up. Uh, You can sense that perhaps a blizzard may be uh, approaching. Um, Why don't you all decide whether you're going to keep going or whether you're going to look for shelter? Do we see any lights in the distance or hear any like distant sounds of the festival? Can we tell if we're getting close or not? Um, you sense a thickening of the trees up ahead, and mm-hmm. uh, that does suggest that you may be approaching the heart of the forest. Um, okay. Carole is going to just uh, pull up their hood. Um, so mm-hmm. I was down before they pull up their hood, uh, pull it like a little bit to shield their eyes, and they're going mm-hmm. to be badass and just brave the storm. You don't need to stop for shelter. That's All not right. what we do here. All right, you guys, the other two of you. Uh, yeah, if we're getting close, we're getting close. Like, there's there's no point in trying to stop it. We're this close. All right, all three of you roll one d twelve. Uh, Turley, you may add another d twelve since you are the badass one. Do you oh, want me to roll I... with a physical die or on the thing? Up to you. What's up, Jess? 
Can I establish that Esco has a very, very sexy, heavy cloak that could potentially afford some protection here? (laughs) You have a very, very sexy cloak. Yeah, I've got the sexy stats. Yeah, you got the sexy (laughs) stats. Uh, are you just trying to angle for advantage on this roll? Yes. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how it works. Uh, I have fundamentally misunderstood something. Okay. So I rolled an 11 and a 1. Obviously, the 1 is what we're going to take. Alrighty. Um, and yeah, I think um, Turley just their cloak is like fur trimmed. It's perfectly suited for this weather. Uh, they just sort of pull it a little bit down and just forge on and Raz, Raspberry Crown, who's very much used to this sort of weather, just obediently keeps on going. Doesn't even falter. Esco, I will give you this. Uh, you don't get an extra die to roll, but you can say that you have a heavy cloak. Um, I will meet you in the middle and say I have a very heavy cloak, but the reason I don't get advantage is because the rest of my clothes aren't very heavy at all. <laughs> are, you, are you dressed in like a sexy witcher outfit? I was thinking mostly belts. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Araswa and Esco, what are your rolls? Uh, I got a two, so... Okay. I got a seven. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Raswa and Turley, you uh, bravely confront the storm head on and begin to muscle your way through. Both of you move one point from fuck to hmm. And, um... Esco, your cloak blows away. Uh, I want you to move one point from hmm to fuck. You uh, are attempting to weather the storm, but uh, as you're moving along, you can barely see. The snow is so thick, and your horse, your unfortunate horse, Daddy Longlegs, does trip over a branch and throw you. I would be sobbing if my tear ducts hadn't frozen over. I believe that uh, Roswa and Turley have left you behind, unless one of them says otherwise. No, I think we've. I think. I think um, we've not only left Esco behind, but I feel like we're sort of. We're not going to get over our differences, but me and Roswa are having like a somewhat shouted, pleasant conversation over the vibing a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, yeah. I wonder what kind of food they'll have when we arrive. Uh, probably. Cursed custard pies. Damn ghost <laughs> clown. Uh, maybe oh, they'll have more of those legs. cookies. One without dirt would be great. <laughs> oh my god, that's blood. That's blood. <laughs> Roswell looks back and says, Oh, I knew you couldn't trust daddy. I knew you couldn't trust daddy. <laughs> Roswell, do you want to get... Do you want to get um, Esco on your horse, or should I drag them behind mine? Uh, <laughs> I need a new daddy! <laughs> Esco can get on Pleasing Fungus. I'm sure that'll work. I'll uh, I'll get a rope out uh, and tie it to um, Daddy Longlegs' reins and uh, have that horse behind me trailing. All right. Alright, cool. Um, go ahead and roll me a d12 and add and, and roll again, because that would be kind of badass. Okay. Uh, six and three. Alright, cool. 
Uh, move one point to hmm from fuck. And let's see. Uh, yes, you succeed. The horse, the horse comes along. Um, and let's see. I'm sorry that you have such an incompetent witcher. It's fine. We'll get you some food once this adventure is over. Let's uh, let's let's say that um, you guys uh, make your way through the forest, and you come across you you crest a ridge, and you look down into a shaded valley, at a series of carnival tents and bright bonfires, and exciting colorful lights, and you have reached the mysterious festival. <gasps> dun dun dun. <laughs> so I guess we can break. So, this is Candle. It has come to my attention that there are a couple of more people who have made the very unwise decision of supporting us on Patreon. Nuisances, we are here to menaces, scoundrels, mm-hmm. all of those things. We are here to roast you personally and publicly. You bastards! <laughs> hey, Emery Curran. You know what I've been hearing about you? What I've been hearing down pub about Emery Curran? You know what I've been hearing, Candle? What have you been hearing? I've been hearing that they have been going up to pigeons, offering them some bird seed, and taking it away at the last second just to watch them cry. Goddamn Emery Curran the pigeon thief! You menace! You public disgrace! You lick spittle! But that's not all, Candle. That's not all. Oh no? Now, the intrigue goes deeper. There's another on my radar, T.J. Hoffer. T.J. Hoffer. Uh-huh. That I don't know what that familiar. was. What? I made so noise into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> the T- noise you made is the noise any dog would make upon seeing T.J. Hoffer. Artless, bat-fouling barnacle. Parking ticket made human. Lumpish, hasty-witted hornbeast. Cold custard of the soul. You errant dog-hearted coxcomb. If you would like to make the unrivaledly foolish mistake of supporting our show on Patreon and joining these hallowed halls of bastards, go to patreon.com slash don'thurtbirds. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is a story about Benjamin Farrow, and he's about to die. It's fine. He's working on it. The Carving Bones is a collection of notes, documents, and journal entries that Benjamin has recovered from the Madigan estate. At first, this was a project to set up a museum exhibit about the Madigan family. Now, Farrow is starting to understand what a bad idea that would be. Still digging, but now he's just trying to save himself. Trying to protect his family. He's trying to stop whatever this is from spreading. The text herein may be dangerous to you. History is not harmless. There are words left unsaid, voices unheard, secrets untold. There is a hunger here. A desperation. A drowning man will instinctively drag down his rescuer. It's not his fault. You opened this door. Don't blame us for stepping through it. Now, I need to make a couple of notes. 
First off, none of this is real. I promise. Names, characters, businesses, events, and incidents are the products of the author's, my, imagination. Any resemblance to actual persons living or dead or actual events is purely coincidental, etc., etc., etc. I say this to protect you. If you go ahead and read The Carving Bones anyway, you should be prepared. You may encounter broad themes of pandemic, death, illness, transphobia, homophobia, existential dread, blood, gore, murder. Please, proceed with caution. You can find The Carving Bones at thecarvingbones.com, and you can also follow me, the author, on Twitter for updates at Candelantern, that's C-A-N-D-E-L-A-N-T-E-R-N. Thank you very much, and please, be careful. The Carving Bones, concerning a curse, a love, and a hunger. All right, uh, welcome back to the next half of our Witcher Honey Heist hack. Uh, We uh, left off, I believe, with all three of our Witchers uh, emerging from the depths of the frozen forest onto the uh, overlook uh, of the mysterious festival. So let me describe what the three of you see. Uh, Let me see. Okay, so you see, you know, a series of uh, tents and lights and bonfires. There are a couple features of note that immediately stand out to all three of you. There is an enormous stone tower near the far end of this great circular uh, arena festival. There is a brilliantly colored central tent there is what appears to be a wooden shack near the edge of the woods and let's see there is you all notice uh, a caged bear near the central square the rest of it is just uh, people in brightly colored clothes masks dresses and uh, assorted party going outfits engaging in revelry drunken or otherwise and to all appearances, it is a human and non-supernatural-looking festival, except for the fact that it is in the middle of the woods, and there doesn't appear to be any sort of entrance or exit where people are coming and going. What do you do? Is it like a really visible, like, threshold? Like, this is wild woods, and then, like, at a certain point, it just gets to be, like the festival like in terms of like the grass is cut and like there's just tents and people and lights and stuff like that or is it just kind of gradual oh it's very sudden sudden. okay okay uh do the people look like they're cold or uncomfortable or they look like they're fine even though there's like a blizzard going no in fact uh it's it's a bit strange as soon as the festival begins there is no snow on the ground at all okay you might have been off the mark with uh, clown ghosts, Roswell, but it could still be clown fae or some other type of clown. Well, if they're clowns, they're illusionists. They're, the clowns are nothing but trickery and lies, so uh, this this is well within the clown playbook. And you're adding ghosts. Uh, fuck. You can't. <laughs> fuck indeed. What would the three of you like to do? Would you like to descend into the festival? Would you like to circle the perimeter? How, how would you like to proceed? 
so we're um like on like a little cliff or like you're on a little ridge yeah a little ridge um can i get off my horse tie them to something and then just try to gracefully slide down the ridge instead of walking down uh sure absolutely uh you uh disembark raspberry crown and tie them to a nearby evergreen and um go ahead and roll for fuck uh to slide down without incident there's a sentence. This is gonna be- yep. <laughs> yeah, I only have four fuck, so this is not going to go well. Um, so j- just one or two? Uh oh, just one. Oh wait, are you? You're badass. So just I'm uh, badass. Just are playing to your strengths. Uh, I got a one and a seven. So let's make my fuck even worse. Let's go. <laughs> All right, you uh, you slide on down uh, and enter gracefully into the festival. Uh, you do trip slightly as you enter the circle and all of the grass, uh, the snow abruptly disappears and becomes grass beneath your feet. Uh, but you recover gracefully and you find yourself in the midst of all of this revelry. Uh, Roswa and Esko, what would you like to do? I think I know what Esco's skill set best lines up to here, and that is redirecting a bit of this attention. Because if there's one thing that Esco knows, it's how to be the life of a party. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, roll for. Let's see. Roll for. Hmm. Would this not be fuck? Because it's a measure of basically. Esco fucks. No, no. <laughs> that's not, that's not, it's not the it's right not... text of fuck. <laughs> but okay. you do get to roll two die, because this does fall under your expertise. 2d12, that is a six and a three. My, hmm, score is five, so we're All happy. right, perfect. What, uh, you can describe, uh, how you succeed at this. Esco also stumbles as he steps from the snow onto the grass but turns it into a rapid twirling jig and just kind of <laughs> styles it over to are there any like tankards of like um, any keg are there yes, any tankards and kegs and stuff in fact there is the the entire central tent is taken up by what appears to be like just a a big old uh, liquor wine and ale tasting party with a bunch of people who are drinking from horns, it appears to be some kind of friendly competition, and a bunch of them turn towards you and applaud politely. Yeah, um, es- Esco shares a life philosophy with me, which is just just style it out. What's the worst that can go wrong? <laughs> okay. Um, Roswa. <laughs> Roswa uh, is going to voluntarily move one point uh, of from hmm to fuck by checking out by by flashing back uh, back at Fort Lauderdale uh, at the school of the uh, the gator um, uh, <laughs> of course yes Ross yeah. are you from Florida no I, but it was a ta- I passed through a town I passed through Fort Lauderdale once so uh, okay yeah I, I'm not in Florida uh, I have briefly been there uh, but uh, at the school of the Gator in Fort Lauderdale, um, uh, Roswell, uh, you know his, his mentor, 
uh, told him, if you, there are many, many enemies, many monsters you'll have to slay, but the most dangerous are the clown-based ones. And these uh, <laughs> clown ghosts, clown vampires, clown fae, and uh, 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 clown zombies, and uh, there's there's worse. But regardless, all clown-based enemies have a seek, have a weakness, uh, and that, that is simple. The owl. The owls only say who. They're, they're, they represent the person who doesn't get the joke. They just stare <laughs> at the clown with their f- big eyes and flat faces. They, the clowns hate someone who can't take a joke or can't understand a joke. It's, it's, it's death to them, the lack of laughter. So you need to, uh, if you're ever facing clown-based enemies, find some owl feathers or, uh, a cl- uh, or owl poop, either one. Um, That'll that'll be your secret. So yeah, uh, I'm just gonna be gathering some uh, whatever bits of owls I can find uh, before I cross oh, Jesus. it. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh. and have you already done this, or are you doing this actively? You are right now trying to gather bits of owls. Yeah, I'm gathering bits of owls. I'm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to decide if that would be sensitive. Yeah. Well, I was looking at the voluntarily move one point from yeah. who the fuck by making plans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, okay. Uh, uh, Esco, um, I'll begin with you. You uh, are approached by several broadly smiling festival goers and invited to partake in a drinking competition. Uh, Roswa, you mm-hmm. are singled out by a bear. The bear is in a cage. It It is like a batting at you and like it appears to have its attention focused on you and you deduce that this may have something to do with the owl parts that you're carrying uh <laughs> it, it may smell the blood uh and turley you uh find yourself hungry and are you you are noticing a uh, a series of, of tents that are uh playing host to tables full of delicious-looking food. So, how would you all like to proceed? You, uh, Your task here, if I'll, I'll remind you, is the contract itself to discover and eliminate the threat at the heart of a mysterious festival in the depths of this ancient and wretched frozen forest. Uh, all you know about... All you know about this... Uh, um, festival is that it's mysterious and that people keep disappearing from the nearest town. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, that's that is the extent of your knowledge. But you are here to discover what's going on and el- eliminate any threat if you if you can. Okay. So, why don't you each each tell me briefly what you are going to try and do next? Um, Ross was going to look um, actually not at the center of the tent, uh, but is going to go to that tower you mentioned. Uh, and try to find a way inside to see if there's a hidden power secretly pulling the strings. Okay, interesting. Um, sure. Let's see here. You, uh, the doors are locked to the tower. There's a pair of huge double doors. Uh, they seem fairly well maintained considering this is an ancient tower in the Mm -hmm. middle of the woods. Um, and the doors are locked, but they are unguarded. So, uh, let's see. If you like, you can roll to find a way in. If you succeed, I'll let you describe what that way in looks like. Okay. Um, I'll use hmm for this, because it seems more of a hmm. Uh, yeah, and I will drink 
and I'm being sensible by methodically checking for traps and hidden entrances and uh, that sort of thing. Perfect. Uh, so I will roll 2d12. Uh, yeah, uh, I get a four. Okay, perfect. Uh, so you managed to find a way inside the tower. Mm-hmm. There's a hidden gargoyle. There's like a, a, a puzzle of like moving gargoyle heads uh, on, the, on the side of the tower. You have to rearrange them. Something about reassembling a silver monkey statue as well, but <laughs> we, we don't need to go over the details. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, when you enter the tower, you find yourself in a very dark space. There is no uh, noticeable light. And in fact, as soon as you're inside, the entranceway seals itself behind you. Uh, and uh okay turly uh i was also gonna say and then the timer starts ticking down as a voice says that you're... <laughs> no. um, uh turly is um going to go check out the food uh but isn't gonna eat anything because uh, okay. i'm gonna use uh, i'm gonna move one point from hmm to fuck considering my fuck is currently three, and that doesn't seem... That doesn't seem great. Um, right. And uh, they're going to sort of look for clues. They're going to maybe get food, but not eat it. Just take, like, a sniff, or try to figure out if this food is, like, enchanted at all. Like, what's what got these people here? What's keeping them here? Why are they um, at this festival in the middle of the woods trying to see if like the food has anything to do with it or the drinks or if any of that's enchanted because if it is probably clown fey and not clown ghosts and i don't want esco <laughs> to be right so it has to be clown fey okay sure thing um you don't notice uh anything that would like any telltale signs explicitly enchanted but you do notice as you enter the tents uh full of the the food tables that there is a trap door that occasionally a person will go to, open, enter, and close behind them. All right. They uh, don't come out. They don't. Well, not not immediately. Uh, you don't. You don't see anyone coming out. Um, all right. We're back to you. Esco is one hundred percent down for this drinking competition. He isn't going into this. He's not bad at his job he's a good witcher he might not have been leaning towards treating these things like fey like some of his colleagues might be but he still is essentially a master of social engineering and getting people to think he's their friend and tell them what he wants to know even if that's things they might not want him to know did esco okay. attend the school of the social butterfly <laughs> he did now <laughs> um all right so, um, you will enter this drinking competition. Uh, you can, if you like, uh, roll and add a d12 for being sexy about it and describe what happens, whether you pass or fail. All right, well, let's find out first. Is this a hmm or a fuck roll? Oh, this is going to be a fuck roll. Okay, so I've got a seven in fuck. <laughs> Ooh, that's a 12 and a three. Okay. <laughs> that was nearly a... Not great. Um, yeah. Esco has gotten used to essentially just opening his gullet 
for these witcher potions that taste of absolute piss. <laughs> so essentially, there's no... This is going to sound foul. There's no swallowing. He's essentially just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> You're right, it does sound foul. There's no taste. It just goes straight down without touching the sides. <laughs> and then... Yeah, exactly. Esco the human funnel. He looks his competitor dead in the eyes and says, who's next? Um, all right. So uh, I think, uh, let me let me just uh, adjust stats here. Uh, Roswa, move one point from fuck to hmm, because things went according to plan for you. Okay. Uh, Esco, move one point from fuck to hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe Jester only made a plan, so your stats can change the same, or you you voluntarily moved a point from from hmm to fuck. So yeah, so I have I have uh, eight, I have eight hmm and four fuck now instead of nine and three. Because <laughs> I was getting okay, close. So the three of you are all in separate places right now, and on that note, we are going to end part one of this Witcher one-page TTRPG session, and uh, we'll pick up next week. Jess, if you want to close us out? Yes. um, We will be back, as Candle says, next week with the stunning conclusion to this adventure, which I am going to call The Woodland Rave. Uh, (laughs) You can find all of Ross's things in the show notes or you can listen to the start of the episode again and just kind of keep it going on an infinite loop (laughs) rack those Um, plays up Uh, we have a Patreon we have a Discord we have everything you could ever possibly want under the sun at DHB underscore games on Twitter is where you can find all of that alright thank you very very much for listening thank you we will see you next week Bye. bye bye bye